Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen, and you are watching and listening to The Brett Keen Show. When you get an opportunity, check out my international radio station and website. All links can be found in the description. And also, I would suggest before watching this video that you watch the video before this uh, called The Day Atheism Became Cancer for Brett Keen. And that would be me, of course. I have gotten a lot of calls on my radio. I actually want to take a break, and I've been taking a break, but I decided to answer one more question before I go. Um, there were some people out there that asked me if they said, uh, so you say that words didn't hurt you, the insults and the constant videos that atheists made towards you, none of that bothered you. If it doesn't bother you, then why are you making any videos responding to any of this or pointing out uh, things that you consider bad happening? Well, there was some things that did actually bother me. There was some things that uh, atheists did that actually really affected me on a mental level. But it was never the stuff they did directly to me that was the, uh, the issue. But there were some things that they did not directly that caused me to lose some very important stuff in my life. And no, I'm not talking about the many YouTube channels they flagged down or the many websites they silenced me on. It was what they did to my friends as well as my family that um, indirectly got to me. Um, I know what some people out there are going to say, Brad, if you talk about this kind of stuff, if you just hand out your kryptonite to them and let them know what your weak points are, then you know that atheists are going to come after you even harder in whatever way they think they can actually hurt you, right? Well, the thing is, is it doesn't affect me like it used to. I've been on YouTube for 20 years, and I have become accustomed to it. But in the beginning, when what I'm about to tell you was done to me, it had a major effect. It made me sick. It, uh, it brought me a lot of tears. I'll be honest with you, there were quite a few times that this grown man actually cried and was very, very sad and upset about some of the things that atheists were doing. But it wasn't to me, it was to my family as well as my friends. The guy that you see on the screen right now, the little box, his name is John Gashella. He's a guy who ended up meeting me many years ago on one of these internet chat rooms. And he, uh, for the longest time, was very quiet. He just hung out with me and he would say hi. And he was a very shy person. I remember at the time he was living with his mother and his sister, something to that effect, and he would show me his uh, caged chinchillas. He used to collect little chinchillas, and they were the sweetest, cutest thing that you'd ever see. Well, John, like many people, were socially awkward. They were shy. They were growing up. He's a full-blown adult now. His life is great. He's got a beautiful wife and all that. But at that point in his life, John was very suicidal. He was in a lot of pain. He was at that moment in his life that a lot of young people find themselves in where he didn't know if he had a future. He didn't know if there was a point in living. 
Um, he constantly talked to me um, after he got to know me uh, about how he felt like there was just no light at the end of the tunnel. At that time, I was an atheist, and he himself was trying to figure out if God was had any kind of uh, power in his life. He seemed a lot very atheistic as well, but his thought process back then was not Judaism. He didn't seem like he was interested in Islam. In fact, <laughs> he seemed to not like Judaism, Christianity, or Islam. Nowadays, he respects some parts of Islam because he's married to a Muslim woman. And as far as Judaism went, it seemed to me, and if I'm wrong, he can correct me, but he seemed like Christianity and Judaism were pretty much in the same category. To him, it was all garbage. He didn't feel as though God was doing much in his life, ladies and gentlemen, if there was a God, but he did believe something was out there. I don't remember a time where he said, there is no God. I do recall many times him saying, God exists, but God don't like me. God obviously isn't thinking about me. And, uh, you know, God, uh, God's destroyed people. God's killed people. He sounded very atheistic, but the difference was is he actually believed God was there. He just didn't believe God gave a shit for him, if that makes sense. He didn't have much respect for Christians nor atheists. But me, for some reason, he gravitated towards me. And uh, he even asked me to adopt him on the Internet. He said, I don't have very many people. I don't have a father in my life. And you are very father figure like you're like a leader. You're a good person. And I want you to. I just simply want to hear the words that you care about me and that you accept me and all this. And I had no problem with that because I always have loved people. I've always cared about people. I never joined the Internet because I wanted to become rich. It would have been nice to make a little bit more money, but it wasn't the thing that I was going for. And I wasn't looking for the kind of popularity that Tom Cruise has to the point where you can't go into a damn grocery store without getting mugged and raped in the middle of the floor by a bunch of female fans and stuff. So I wasn't looking for that. But there was one thing that I wanted all my life that I wanted to be able to do even whenever I was an atheist. And of course, now I'm a Christian, but there was something very important to me that atheists took away. Yeah, they took something very important away from me. And it changed everything about how I make videos and how I live in social media and exist and deal with people on a social level. And I know what a lot of you are going to say, well, how is that? And what does John have to do with all this? <laughs> John may not realize this, what I'm about to tell you, but one of the major reasons I came to social media was one, because I was hurting, I was suffering. And like I said, in the other video, I had, a I had a child that was going through some very major problems at the time, a baby that I was taking care of as well as my son. I was taking care of my daughter who was sick. 
Well, one thing I discovered right away, when people started connecting with me, I started realizing that a lot of people had problems and a lot of major things going on in their life as well, like John. And whenever I was able to sit and Skype or conversations and chat with people who were going through pain or suffering, I managed to, whenever I was popular as an atheist, as well as being a Christian later on, I've managed to be able to convince people that their life has meaning and purpose. I was able to convince young people not to kill themselves. I can't tell you how many times I had private conversations with people, and sometimes right out in the public on my show where someone was ready to end their life. They didn't want to exist anymore. And because I was their friend, because I was that one person that was willing to listen to them and reach out, give them advice and suggestions, I was able to help out a lot of people. And in doing so, not only did I feel as though I was saving people's lives and helping people, whether it be financially or being someone who was there that cared, it was also indirectly helping me. I don't know how to put this, but even though I was going through a lot of pain and a lot of hurt, to know that I was able to actually effectively help other people was such a good feeling. It brought more meaning and purpose in my life and made me feel like a good person who had a lot of potential to be able to use my knowledge and wisdom, my ability to articulate, my charisma, to be able to help out women and men and young people out there. It made me, it gave me the ability to breathe again. It gave me the ability to wake up in the morning and do it all over again. I felt so much strength. I felt so much hope. And it actually started helping me with my healing process. And it started managing to get me back towards the idea that there's more to life and people. For a while there, I'd become very nihilistic. Started feeling like the world wasn't worth living in. Even though I had my wife and kids and I loved them very much, there were many times I myself thought about just ending it all, that I did not want to exist, that this was a terrible world. And being that at the time I was convinced there was no God, I didn't see that destiny or fate was going to change. My life was pretty much a roll of the dice, just like everybody else. I figured I was going to live a shitty life and then I was going to die. And then most likely I was going to watch everybody I care about and love die. And that would be it. It was a very, very difficult existence. It almost felt like a crucifixion. I felt like I was suffocating and I was nailed down. I was trapped and there was no way of getting around it. But every time... I was able to make some woman or some man or some young person laugh, bring a smile to their face in the darkness of this life. Every time I was able to make a new friend or connect with somebody, I felt like there was a chance. And that's all you really need in life. You just need to know that while you're in a dark closet 
of this world, all you need is just to be able to see light under the door, under your prison cell. And that's enough to make you realize that there is more that you simply have to figure out a way to open the door. I, of course, did learn how to do that. So some of you are still probably asking yourself, so what did atheists do to take that away from you? How did they take something so valuable to you away? Well, because of the repeated making videos attacking me nonstop, and because of them knowing that they couldn't get to me, the atheist community decided, well, if we can't get to Brett Keen, let's find out where his family lives. Let's find out their address. Let's find out if there's any family members that we can pay or get them up on our podcast so we can attack Brett Keen. They also, because they watched my videos and were constantly attacking me, they knew that I was very close to people and that I had made a mass amount of friends. So the atheists decided to direct their hatred towards people that I loved and cared about on the internet. And John was one of them. So was a friend of mine named Adam Lohr, who was also an atheist. They went after these folks, not as bad on Adam, but Adam got to the point where he said he didn't even want me to promote his channel anymore. He said, don't send any of these losers to my channel. I don't want people aggravating me. I don't want people fucking with me. Adam was trying to have a job where he did his art and create things. And he didn't want anybody bugging him or trying to cause him to lose his job or screw up his YouTube channel, all the work and time that he did. And they didn't stop. They did things like this, ladies and gentlemen. I'll give you an example. Why are you friends with Brett Keen for? He's such a piece of shit. He's a liar. He's a loser. You know, anybody that's friends with him must be a fucking pig themselves. They must be a disgusting loser who deserves to die. Everything that you can imagine, it was like being at a... Like in the recess of school or something where a bunch of clowns would come over and try to bully a kid into not hanging out with a kid that they liked. You ever see that? Why do you hang out with Tanya for? She's a, a fat girl. Why would you hang out with her? She stinks. She probably doesn't even bathe. You know, that kind of shit that you would expect in high school, the kind of shit that causes mass shootings, where every single fucking day that a person wakes up, they got to get rattled on simply because they're friends with Brett Keen. And they did that to John all the time. They would try to get him to go into Skype conversations with them. They would try to invite him up on their podcast or their shows so they could nail him over and over. So why do you hang out with Brett Keen for? We heard that Brett Keen likes to report people. I think that you report people too. Blah, blah, blah. Everything that you could imagine, they would lie on John and lie on myself. And, of course, it cost John many, many YouTube channels. And because of that, because Adam noticed that a lot of people who were my friends were getting their YouTube channels shut down and destroyed by these assholes, he didn't want anything to do with that. So, in a way, it's kind of like he kept his distance from me. 
They attacked my friends over and over, repeatedly. There was another young man, too, I used to hang out with, too, named William Cardno. And people would attack him nonstop, too. Why are you friends with Brett Keen? Why do you do this? Why do you do that? Unfortunately, my friend William Cardno had a lot of problems outside of the Internet and outside of his relationship and friendship with Brett Keen. He was an atheist who ended up killing himself. His videos are still up on YouTube. He still has his videos where he talks about his problems. He had a desire, though. He wanted to become a rock star. He wanted to become a big-time musician. But he threw it all away. Every person that I tried to make friends with on the Internet, they were right there up in that person's ass telling them, you know, don't do this, don't do that. You shouldn't hang out with Brett Keen kind of shit. And their, I guess their justification for it was they kept on telling people, we know Brett Keen personally. We know Brett Keen. He's not someone you can trust or someone you can like. But none of these people ever met me. None of these people ever knew me. They were just narcissistic cyber stalkers and cyber bullies. If you go to Wikipedia and read about what a cyber stalker is or a cyber bully, it's someone that doesn't need to know anything about you. <clears throat> they could never meet you in their life, never personally touch you, never talk to you. But in their mind, they know everything about you. And of course, according to a stalker, everything about you is bad. If you ever watched any movies or television shows about stalkers, these are people who get sexually aroused and obsessed with their target. Mostly, these type of people go after women, young girls. YouTube has always been really bad about females getting screwed with over and over by these sick fucking perverts out here who won't leave them alone. See, in a stalker's mind, you can become... To them, they think they know you just as well as your mother or father does as they sit at a dinner table eating. It's scary. It's scary to have people like that. And according to the Wikipedia and many, many documentation on people who are like this, anytime they can cause you to lose a friend or they can cause you to lose something in your real life, that gets them very happy. It gets them excited. You've probably noticed that there's a lot of atheists on YouTube who like to make podcasts and shows where they pick somebody out, somebody usually with a lot of problems and a lot of pain in their life, and then they get off on calling them every name in the book, making fun of the way they look, the way they sound, what they believe in, and so on, and it just never ends. There's a podcast out there that's got over 300 videos made about somebody called Shanny for Christ and Reverend Jason. These are two people I used to know in the past. I didn't know them well, but I knew them enough to get an idea of where their personality was. I knew they were lazy. I knew that they had problems. I knew that they were a young couple trying to take care of kids, and they weren't very good at it. But they didn't deserve to be put in the circus, and then have fucking tomatoes thrown at them repeatedly. And some of these atheists say, will actually tell their buddies that the reason why they make these videos over and over 
which by the way, they're getting paid to do. They get monetized and make money off of this. And then the community comes over and the atheists take turns insulting the shit out of people like this. It's bad. Von Helton's another example of somebody. Von Helton had already gotten a reputation for himself for being weird and strange. He was talking about aliens and talking about how he believed the government was after him. <clears throat> he already had some issues, but whenever he ended up meeting me and we became friends, his life got 10 times worse or 100 times worse, actually. Now, all of a sudden, everybody I knew was being introduced to Von Helton. Everybody who was watching me, who hated me or loved me, knew who Von Helton was. And Von Helton got smoked over and over and over. He ended up losing his channel. He ended up getting attacked. And he became one of those people like Shanty for Christ that they made repeated videos over. Subscribe to every channel that he's made to attack him. And they did that to John. Vaughn, and many, many others. When this happened, they went after several of my friends throughout the 20 years I've been on the internet. They also tried to get a hold of my son. My son is a young adult now. They tried to actually reach out and get him, as well as my brother who plays guitar and has a YouTube channel. They tried to actually convince them to come up on a live podcast and shit talk me. I remember getting a phone call from my brother. He said he needed to talk to me. And I said, okay. And he goes, I'm going to come over and I want to have a conversation with you. And I said, okay. And my brother said, Brad, I really thought it was a cool idea for me to be able to rock out and me and you do videos together. But I keep getting phone calls and I keep getting people trying to attack me and they're trying to get me to come up on live podcast he even told me that there was a big time atheist who offered a couple thousand dollars for him to get on a podcast and talk shit about me and you know what my response was i said well justin if you can get a couple thousand dollars and all you got to do is run your mouth about me then do it and he goes, no, man. And I said, why not? You'll get a couple thousand dollars. All you got to do is say I'm an asshole in real life or something. Just tell him I'm a butthole or something and that I'm hard to get along with and stuff. And I said, that's not far from the truth. So go ahead and make your couple thousand dollars. And my brother refused. He looked at me and I looked at him and he gave me a hug. And he says, don't you understand, big brother? I love you. You know, you're one of the big reasons why I'm here. You took care of me whenever I was a baby. There's no way I'm going to get up and publicly insult you and attack you. I love you. And you've saved my life. It's because of you, why one of the reasons why I'm even doing music and doing the things that I do. There's no way I'm going to sit there and, and do that for no amount of money. And I said, brother, I love you and I care about you. You know that you're everything to me. You know I'd die for you. I'd take a bullet for you any day of the week. But if they're offering a couple thousand dollars and you're going to get up there and all you got to do is run your mouth a little bit, why not, you know? And he said, no, I'll never do that to you, brother. And he never did. 
They tried to do the same thing to my son, but the conversation didn't last as long. My son gave them the middle finger and told them to go fuck themselves. (laughs) I think the difference was, is my son was woefully aware of how ignorant atheists are. But my brother, he didn't know that much. All my brother was concentrating on was his music. To him, getting phone calls and all that from people trying to attack his big brother was odd. And I suppose it made him curious why they were talking so much mad shit about me. There was a while back where they were attacking John so badly that John was getting really upset. John won't get upset like that anymore. John's a full-blown adult who's doing great in his life. But whenever he was a kid, whenever he was a young man just trying to make it and not really knowing where he was in life, a lot of this shit affected him miserably. And he came to me. He called me up on the uh, phone and said, Brett, I can't stand this. These people won't leave me alone. There's too many of them, and they're being really, really ignorant. They keep on trying to get me to, like, you know, shit on you or do bad things to you and all this kind of stuff. And I said, well, then make videos where you shit talk me, John. Tell them you're no longer my friend. Tell them you no longer care about me or respect me anymore. And maybe it'll stop. And he said, man, they've ruined my YouTube channels. Every day, whenever I make a video about my feelings or bad things that are going on in life or how I'm trying to do this or that or my hobbies, I can't even make a fucking gardening video without these assholes just constantly pounding on me. What do I do? And I said, just tell them that I'm a piece of shit. Tell them that you have nothing to do with me. You see, folks, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what else to tell my family or my friends. I knew these losers weren't going to stop. I knew that I couldn't make a video where I could, like, rationalize with them. How do you rationalize with a fucking atheist who thinks it's cool to call your family up in real life as well as your friends and tell them to either kill themselves or offer to pay them to come up on a podcast so they can shit talk you? Could you imagine that? It was one of the reasons why I started having a great deal of respect for celebrities. Not the fact that a lot of celebrities say stupid shit on the internet as well as on TV during interviews, but what they have to live with and what they have to deal with, that's where the respect comes in. Not being able to go out in public, not being able to go do normal things that other people enjoy. So many sacrifices you have to make in your life. And then the journalists and the newspapers and the media want to come after your loved ones or meet up with someone that you may have talked to for five minutes years ago so they can get some kind of juice on you, you know, get a fix. Oh, we, you knew somebody in high school for about 10 minutes. Let's get that person on the news and have them shit talk you about something dumb you might have done 20 years ago. Could you imagine living like that? People (laughs) calling you and trying to get people that you know and trying to get your family and friends up on on a fucking show or the news media or in some stupid podcast that ain't worth a shit so they can 
swirl around you like a fucking vulture waiting for you to die so they can pick away at you your flesh drink your blood like a fucking vampire that was the thing that hurt me it wasn't just that they hurt my friends and that they tried to hurt my family it was also because there were a lot of people who potentially would have became my friends who potentially would have connected with me people that I could have helped. I still get a lot of stuff through my Facebook and emails where people say, I watch your videos, Brett, and you've opened my mind or you've helped me out or you've given me another reason to go on. I feel as though I've got meaning and purpose in my life. And that still makes me feel very good. But I don't have the close bonds that I could have had because there are people who don't know me and they don't know these other people. So when they see these videos and they hear this shit, they don't know what to think. <clears throat> a lot of people who are suffering and going through pain, many of them already have trust issues because they don't know who they can count on. In order to be able for a person like me to be able to help folks, they have to be able to trust me. It's kind of like the deal where if a young woman is raped, he's not going to go to some woman whom a bunch of people are claiming doesn't have any credibility. She's not going to go talk to somebody. It's the same reason why young girls won't go talk to the police because other women will tell them, if you go to the police, the police ain't going to do nothing. They're just going to let the person off. There's no point. You shouldn't even try. You should just keep on going with your life and have nothing to do with that. Well, that kind of thing happened to me. People didn't want to put their trust in me. They didn't want to depend on me. It cost me financial problems because some people may have wanted a website or something done for them, but they didn't know if they could trust me. And I don't blame them either. I don't blame the people who couldn't connect with me because of what was happening. If I was hearing all kinds of shit about somebody, if somebody told me there was a fucking business out there or a company or a person who had all these problems, obviously any conversation I have with them, I'm going to constantly be walking on eggshells and they would work. You have to work even a hundred times harder just to be able to earn my trust, to be able to do business or talk to me. So that's what happened. Because of the constant slew of hate and nonsense, people didn't know if they could become my friend. They didn't even know if they could come have a conversation with me because a lot of them were intimidated or threatened by the fact that if they did get close with me, they'd be the next on the chopping block. A lot of atheists ended up doing that too a lot of people who had problems ended up not having a, a close relationship or friendship because of that i don't have this kind of shit going on in my real life though folks i don't have problems getting along with people in real life i'm still able to do good on that but because of this constant barrage of nonsense it's made it challenging and difficult to make social media relationships and friendships. There were a couple people who decided that they wanted to connect with me a while back. And then if they asked me for something or they said, Brett, can, 
can you help me out with something or can you do this? If I told them I couldn't at the time or I refused them, some of these people that I ended up not becoming friends with anymore would say things like, oh, then I guess everybody's right about you, Brett. You don't live up to this and you don't do this. I had a person who asked me for a $500 loan a while back and I told them I'm not wealthy. I don't make as much money as I used to. I'm not doing as great in that order. I can't just hand out money to everybody that asked for it. So the next thing I know, this person like makes a sigh noise. Ugh. I guess they're right about you then. I guess they're right about all the bad things they say. To me, that's called manipulation. That's called, you know, trying to fuck with people. You don't get what you want, so now you're going to try to bring somebody's confidence and self-esteem down, try to lay down a guilt trip, that kind of shit. A lot of people that do that kind of stuff, it's horrible. I feel sorry for anybody that has somebody like that in your life that tries to psychologically manipulate you like that when they don't get their way. But that's one of the major things that took away from me. And they also, I feel as though not only did they take it away from me, but they took that power and ability from others. People didn't know what to do. There could have been many people out there who were suicidal or had problems, needed a friend. And now, instead of trusting me, they ended up trusting those people. And guess what ended up happening? the other people they trusted would end up going out of their way to embarrass those folks, hurt them. And there's a reason why a lot of those people are no longer here on YouTube or the internet. I believe a lot of them are dead or they just gave up. I would like to believe that a lot of these people who had problems and ended up walking away, ended up finding some light in their life elsewhere. But that was that. If you ever want to be a psychiatrist or a therapist or someone who just wants to offer your ear to help people. And you got a bunch of jerk offs out there who don't even know you trying to run you over and tell the person, no, don't go to that person. Well, it's a lot of potential friendships that just go to the wayside. And I know what some of the I know that the type of people who do this kind of shit, they probably feel powerful. They according to these bully sites, they actually feel pretty good about themselves whenever they do that. And they also like it whenever someone admits that they were able to successfully cause problems. It doesn't require power or some kind of awesomeness to affect other people's relationships. All you have to do is be a good liar, a bastard. Someone who is just evil in the heart and everything and slippery words. That's all you need. You don't need any kind of power or strength. It takes no power or intelligence to lie about other people so you can cause all kinds of issues. So if you are one of them people out there where you're laughing about what I'm telling you, about how you actually feel as though you participated in hurting a bunch of relationships and friendships, well, don't feel strong about it. Don't feel powerful. Any moron can do that. 
We see it every day in this world. Well, that is that. Again, I will encourage a lot of you to watch my video called The Day Atheist, uh, Atheist Atheism Became a Cancer to Brett Keen. And I would also suggest that you check out my community section on the front of my YouTube channel where you can see a lot of stuff that I put up. And I also write articles and blogs and all that on my website. And if you truly want to learn about me, you can. If you want to learn about me, might I advise you and suggest that you actually talk to me and not hear what other people think. Because at the end of the day, these people out here who run their mouth, they don't know you any more than they know me. Keep that in mind when you're watching my videos. If you're one of those shy people like John used to be, where you're not sure what to do, just take a leap of faith, take one step forward. It isn't going to hurt you or cause you any harm to actually come into my live shows and talk to me. Just make sure that if you're concerned about losing your YouTube channel or them doing something bad to you, just don't give out your real name and simply come in under a different handle from your actual YouTube channel. Don't tell anybody publicly what your channel is that you care about is, and then you'll have nothing to worry about. The less information you give people, the less they'll be able to harm you. Common sense. I'm always ready to listen. If there's anyone out there that's got any issues or you need somebody to talk to, I'm always here. If you're afraid to come into a public live show, my phone number is available as well as my email and we can talk privately and no one can, no one should ever know that you and I talked, whether you're a woman or a man. And that's that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you had a wonderful day. God bless.